Hey GOTA members, welcome back for another episode of GOTA TV. I don't know about you, but I'm still buzzing from last week's GOTA annual convention. Thank you to the more than 900 GOTA members who made this record-setting event so unforgettable. Be on the lookout for the convention recap connection, which will be coming out next week and will have full photo galleries from the show. The show really hit the ground running on Wednesday as GOTA's board of directors, volunteer committees, and regional meeting chairs all met to discuss the agenda for 2023. It's going to be a year for the ages as we have five regional meetings planned to go along with the SMC in Philadelphia and concluding with a blowout party next October in Maui. It goes without saying, but that's one that you won't want to miss. Then we went down by the water for the newcomers and president's welcome reception. You couldn't have asked for a more beautiful backdrop for us to gather again. The newcomers reception was an opportunity for those new to the association to meet and mingle with our veteran members, including the 14 past presidents in attendance. And of course, the welcome reception featured great food and drink, along with dancing to the great band that played right next to the marina. It was the perfect kickoff for the week. On Thursday, we had amazing general sessions from Dr. Michaela Bucchianeri, who spoke on mental health in the workplace, and Chart President and CEO Jill Ivanko. Thursday also saw some incredible announcements. First was the nominations of our new board members, Brad Dunn, John Hill, Jason Kirby, Liz Stanley, and Scott Rumens, along with this year's Mr. X, which actually turned out to be Mrs. X, Allison Earlbeck. Hear from Allison later in the show as she prepares to take on the role of president in 2026. Then, Bob and Lauren Ewing took the stage to present this year's Gauda Gives Back Award to Alzheimer's San Diego. GOTA members this year raised nearly $180,000 for this incredible charity. Thank you so much to everybody who donated. We have Alzheimer's San Diego President and CEO Eugenia Welch with us later in this episode to talk about what a difference this donation will make in the lives of San Diego residents. Thursday morning also saw the first ever Women of Guests and Welding Scholarship announcement. What was originally planned to be two scholarships to the University of Innovative Distribution actually ended up becoming four due to the incredible generosity of our GOTA members. Congratulations to recipients Lindsay Rosenberry, Melissa Euler, Lisa Blackadder-Royal, and Angela Radabaugh for winning the inaugural WGW scholarships this year. Thursday afternoon also saw the WGW's annual networking event, as nearly 90 participants enjoyed wine, champagne, and craft beer tasting to go along with a catered lunch at Seaport Village's San Pasquale Winery. A great time was had by all who attended. Thursday afternoon also saw our annual Past Presidents Luncheon, as the 14 Past Presidents in attendance heard a presentation from GAUDA's Executive Committee on the State of the Association. Friday was all about networking at the show as we launched our inaugural Networking 360 event first thing Friday morning. 53 distributors were able to meet with the 105 suppliers in attendance in focused five-minute sessions. Feedback from the event has been tremendous, with one supplier saying afterwards that the Networking 360 was worth his association dues for the entire year. Thank you to the nearly 300 attendees for making this first event such a smash success, we look forward to bringing this event back at future events. After the Networking 360 event was the Contact Booth Program. Nearly 600 attendees met with the 141 exhibitors on the floor for three hours of networking and education on the latest and greatest innovations in the industry. As has become custom during the Contact Booth Program, GAUTA had a business card drawing for a free registration to an upcoming GAUTA national meeting. Congratulations to Todd Sondag, Veronica Bone, Shane Poole, Tim Mass Jr. and Lexi McDermott for winning this year's prize. 
Elite Cryogenics also held a silent auction on a 1,500-gallon Taylor Wharton tank with 100% of the proceeds going to Gauda Gives Back. Congratulations to Han Welding Supply for winning this year's auction. Friday afternoon featured a memorable Young Professionals event with Major General Malcolm Frost giving a two-hour seminar followed by a scavenger race throughout the hotel and San Diego's Gaslamp District. Thank you to all who attended. Finally, the convention came to an end on Saturday. We heard amazing presentations from Dirk Beveridge, including a panel discussion with Jim and Allison Erlbeck and Jim and Nicole Kissler. Then, Major General Malcolm Frost took the stage to give a discussion on leadership. After the general sessions, CGA and WEMCO recognized their award winners for this year. Congratulations to Badger Welding Supplies, Industrial Source, and Wellsco for winning these prestigious awards. The morning concluded by thanking the outgoing GAUTA board members and chairs for their service. Thank you to Rafael Arvello, Brad Armstrong, Josh Hahn, Jimmy Walker Jr., Brad Peterson, and Bob Ewing for your incredible contributions to the association. After that, Abity and John presented Bob with his past president's jacket, and Bill Baxter and Missy Anders took the stage to introduce the new GAUTA president, Robert Anders. Following a moving video from Robert's family, which we have later in this episode, Robert was escorted to the stage by the 14 past presidents in attendance, accompanied by Tennessee staple Rocky Top. That evening, we had an incredible closing party on the deck of the historic USS Midway. It was such a fitting end to a great show. Next episode, we have an interview with Robert discussing his guiding principles for his year as president. We can't wait to work with you, Robert. Thank you again for everyone who made this convention such a success. Don't go anywhere, because we've got a great episode lined up for you right after a word from today's presenting sponsor, Safety Cart. This year's annual convention saw Robert Anders officially take over the reins as Gauda president. Before he took the stage, Holston Gas's chairman, Bill Baxter, took the stage to introduce Robert in his professional capacity as president and CEO of Holston. Then, Robert's wife, Missy, took the stage to introduce a video that touched on Robert's personality outside of work and what will make him such a strong and capable president. Thank you to Robert, Missy, Bill, and everybody else who so graciously welcomed us into your home and offices to help make this video possible. Robert's background might be a little unusual. He is the youngest of four, was born and raised in Greenwood, South Carolina, lived with a single mother, and his mother had a high school education. She went back to school got her degree in nursing while working full-time, basically to put food on the table for these four kids. Life was a little different for Robert. Christmas, for example, they got underwear and socks and pants. Between five and seven years old, he had this disease in his hip called Perthes disease, and he had to walk on crutches for two years, and he was told he was never really going to be able to walk normally again. But of course, Robert overcame, and he was able to walk normally by about seven years old. I think during those couple of years, he really missed out on a lot of sports. So he jumped into everything um, after that and just did great in every sport that there was. Football was king in Greenwood, South Carolina, and football is what paid for college. Robert got a scholarship at Furman University, and that was the only way he was gonna be able to go to, to college. 
His freshman year, he had a contusion on his brain, and apparently it was pretty serious, and they told him he would never be able to play football again. But Furman honored the scholarship that they gave him, and I don't know how normal that was, but it was pretty incredible. He would not have been able to, certainly wouldn't have been able to stay at Furman, um, and maybe not any college if it hadn't been for um, that scholarship money. So I think that's one of the reasons why he honors his relationship with Furman today, is the way that Furman stuck by him back then. Fast forward to his senior year, he got the green light from the doctors that um, he could go ahead and play again. So he played his senior year and his fifth year took his fifth year of eligibility. We met the fall of his senior year. I was at Clemson um, and we met at Clemson and three years later we were married. The year after Robert and I got married in 1986, Robert's 29-year-old brother died of testicular cancer. That was heartbreaking for us. In fact, we named our first son, John, after Robert's brother. Here we are 37 years later with this beautiful legacy of these three boys. I was a freshman when Robert was a senior. I uh, can't say we were probably uh, uh, were the ones that hung around in the same groups at that time, but I had the utmost respect. In fact, he's one of these guys that kind of scared me. Uh, he was a heck of a player and, uh, you know, tough tough-minded guy from Greenwood, South Carolina, and, uh, you know, but I always remember he always treated me really well, and he didn't, he didn't know me from anybody, and uh, I just always appreciate that about him. I want to think it might have been the day after graduation, Robert got a call from Sealox, who he had interviewed with maybe the week prior to graduation, and they offered him a job, and Robert jumped at it, because Robert didn't have a backup plan like a lot of people, or a safety net. He went to work for Sealox. And I want to say maybe five or six years later, he was transferred up to Knoxville, Tennessee. I think we were there for about a year, and then Bill Baxter called from Holston Gases. And Robert ended up working at Holston Gases and has been there ever since, the best decision I think we have ever made. Robert started with Holston Gases in 1990, which was the same year that I've started in our industry, which obviously I'm younger than him. We've had some great talks over the years about leadership, about faith, about family, including what we'd like to be when we grow up. I wanted to be an NBA basketball player, while Robert's dream, and this may come as a surprise to many of you, was to be a sumo wrestler. My name is John Anders. I'm the oldest son of Robert Anders. I'm, I'm 31 years old. I'm the best looking son. I'm also <laughs> given my father a grandchild so far, so I'm the most popular. My name is Kyle Anders. I'm the middle child and I'm 27 years old. I believe that I'm the best looking child and I'm <laughs> the favorite child. My name is Lucas Anders and I'm the youngest son. And I'm 22 and I'm definitely the best looking child, so stop it there. We could start an Instagram page or a Twitter with Robert Sangs and probably get a good following. He's a walking saint. I'm lost as last year's Easter egg. He's all over that like a hobo on a ham sandwich. He said in a meeting one time, he said, we're going to do this guy he's going to put hair lips to Pope. Anytime he's waiting on us, he's like, it's a dollar waiting on a dime. You'd be a penny wise, pound foolish. There's yeah. wisdom in these saying. Hashtag Robert saying. The Daily Robert. I'm Susan Brown, and I'm a current member of Holston's board. Robert and I have served on numerous nonprofit boards together over the years. We've both served and been appointed by the mayor to the Metropolitan Planning Commission. We've both have done a stint in public service together. The community, he was um, president of Big Brothers Big Sisters organization, very involved in that for several years. 
And then Metropolitan Planning Commission was like a duty to Knox County and help. It was just a way to get back. I think the best way to sum this up is he's not going to want us to put anything in here about, you know, what he's given and what he does because like he was saying, he, he just does it and he doesn't tell anyone and he doesn't want it, you know, public. And I think that's just his generous heart and that's the way he is. When you think about Robert, he's certainly a man of integrity. He's a strong family man. He's just a man of character. Consistent. Uh, he has consistently been the head of our family uh, and a great leader for all of us. And we look up to bold. Um, he's not going to shy away or conform to something that he doesn't believe. He's strong in his beliefs and in his faith. A bold man, a bold leader, a bold father, a bold husband. Passionate because he really commits to things. And also a glass half full kind of guy. The word I would use to describe him is committed. Committed in marriage, committed as a father. He's committed to this year in Gata, committed as a CEO of Colson Gases, and he does everything to the end for it. I think one of the most amazing qualities of leadership that he has is when things start going hard or trials start to come up, a lot of people shy away and a lot of people dug back, but he kicks it into overdrive. He's always said, you know, I don't I don't judge you on how you fail. I judge what you do after. You never fail. You either win or you learn. And I, I believe that he instills that in us. The character of, of my dad is somebody who would probably blush when he sees this video. Uh, and he's, he's somebody who leads from the front and also from behind. And he's the type of guy who knows every single boy's name and what they do and he invests in. Those, those people. The best character trait that he has, in my opinion, is he is very positive, especially in the toughest of times. He inspires confidence. It's just a pleasure uh, to have worked with him all these years and, and to, to be called a friend. I have a lot of respect for Robert and, and learned a lot by watching him. I think that the Gouda organization, you know, they're, they couldn't get a better person. You are the right man for this job, and I am looking forward to working with you over the next couple of years continue to make us proud. I know you've been unbelievably generous to both Furman and to Furman football, and for that we wish you nothing but the best going forward. Not only from Furman Athletics, I'm here to wish you congratulations on becoming the new president-elect of the Gases and Welding Distributors Association. We're so proud of you. We're so thankful for you and your friendship, everything you've done for us here at Furman Athletics. Uh, a great uh, Furman football player, a great friend, a great donor. Uh, and a great family man who couldn't be prouder of you and happy for you and Holston Gasses. Congratulations, wish you all the best. Robert, we can't wait to work with you this year. Congratulations and good luck. Be sure to check out our next episode of Gauda TV when Robert will join us to discuss his goals for this year as president. The Solution Source team is on a mission to make its clients' lives better and their businesses more successful. To do that, Solution Source focuses on long-term partnerships and providing software solutions that meet business needs. Their proven process for ERP selection and implementation ensures that you have a system that continues to meet your needs as your business grows. To learn more and schedule a free consultation, visit solutionsource.net or click the link in the description below. During this year's conference, Allison Earlbeck was named Mrs. X. Allison joins Gauda's executive committee as its second vice president in line to become president in 2026. We are lucky enough to be joined today by Mrs. X, Allison Earlbeck. Allison, thank you so much for being with us today. 
Allison, can you tell us about the process leading up to this year's convention and what went through your head when you got the call asking you to join the executive committee? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so leading into it, um, I had been thinking about it a lot. So, you know, when you join the board, people always ask you, all right, what's your next step with this? You know, do you want to run the chairs? Do you want to become president? What's your goal? So I've had plenty of time to think about it and, you know, what it would look like when I got the call. And I got a text from Abity when uh, I was in Vermont traveling for a wedding. And she asked if we could, we could speak real quick. And I was thinking, okay, interesting what's it about? Give me a heads up. And uh, she said, it's related to Gata. And I was like, oh, I think I know what the call might be. <laughs> so I had a little bit of time to, uh, to discuss it, you know, with my, with my fiance. And I had a conversation with, uh, with Abadie. And based off of the recommendations of, you know, my, my fellow industry peers, um, I realized that it was an opportunity that I, I absolutely could not turn down. So uh, yeah, so I jumped at the opportunity. And I am, uh, you know, jumping with both feet first. And I am very excited about it. How about internally at Earlback? Can you discuss what those conversations looked like when you were weighing whether or not to make this jump? So as soon as Abadie asked me, my first thought was, all right, I have to make sure that my team's going to support me on this because I do know that it's going to take some time away from the day-to-day -day operations of our business. Um, with my dad, you know, Right, right now he's working towards his retirement. So I had to have a conversation with him in terms of, do you think this is the right time for me? Um, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything at, you know, the business since that's, you know, first and, and, and foremost a, a priority. However, um, you know, he said, I'm, I'm not going to be around forever. So if you want to do this in 15 years from now, I'm not necessarily sure that I, you know, I'm going to be able to step in and uh, make sure that we're not dropping anything. But right now I can be your net. So if you want to do it, now's your opportunity. We've got, you know, your back. We'll support you. And I, I spoke with our leadership team too, um, you know, and they certainly thought that it was going to provide a benefit for our company as well. So we decided as a team that we were going to move forward with it. You just mentioned your dad. He had previously served on the Gauta board and was asked to become president and turned it down. What did he tell you when this opportunity presented itself? Yeah, absolutely. So my dad had served on a couple of different industry committees. Um, he was very involved with a a uh, AWS and, and ASME, and he got a lot out of that. And um, you know, he said that I really wish that I had stayed involved with Gata a little bit longer, and I had taken the opportunity to step into the the president role. For him, when he got the call, he was on the back end of his career, so he just realized that at that point, unfortunately, um, he wasn't sure if he was going to be long enough in order to uh, to serve in the position. So he said you know, don't make the mistake that I did and go ahead and move forward with it and I will support you fully on it. Have you thought at all about what you want your theme to be or what you really want to get out of your time on the executive committee and ultimately your time as president? Yeah, absolutely. So a big focus for us. So we're we're very heavily involved in welder training. And so because of that, I have a very, very um, strong passion for recruiting people into skilled trades. Um, there is a huge mismatch between the amount of people that have, you know, sought, uh, you know, four-year college degrees and the debt that's associated with that in comparison with the vacancies that we have in skilled trades. So um, I would really like to provide a focus on recruiting people to our industry, both on the, uh, you know, the, the, the skilled trade level, but also to serve in our industry as well. So hopefully I would like to use the platform in order to introduce people to our industry so we can try to get some, you know, new perspectives in, um, have, you know, some, some new employee prospects and other people that are as passionate about the industry as most people are. You're in line to be our third female president of GATA after Jenny McCall and Abney. What does that mean to you? 
Right. So, I mean, I, I think that I came into this industry um, already being a little bit humbled. So my, my dad was very wise enough to warn me to say, hey, you're going to be coming into this business as a you know third generation leader. And so because of that, people are going to be looking at you thinking that you were handed this position just because of your last name. And while I admit there's certainly some nepotism that I've benefited from, um, I also realized that I needed to work harder than everybody else in order to make sure that people thought that I deserved the, the position that I was in. So, um, you know, the same thing has been true, um, you know, for, for being a uh, generational leader is also being a female leader. I'm, I, I realize that most people are, are open to it and have welcomed me with, uh, you know, with, with open arms. However, you know, I have done some things in order to kind of boost my credentials so that people do know that I'm, I'm very committed. So um, I, I got my CWI back in 2016. Um, I've done a lot of continuing education in our industry and related fields. Um, so I, I realized that I was going to have to work a little bit harder in order to make sure that people understood, you know, that I'm, I'm committed and I'm not just trying trying to, um, you know, take advantage of, of the family business. And, you know, I think I've really benefited from that professionally. Um, and, and so it's really an honor to be able to, to be in this seat. Is there anything else that you wanted to leave viewers with before we go today? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that the biggest thing that I um, would love people to, you know, to understand is that, you know, the best way to get a return out of Gata is to be very active in it. So it pays dividends. You get as much out of it as you put into it. So, um, you know, if you can get active in any of the committees and volunteer, a lot of, you know, great networking opportunities, um, you know, present themselves from that. And it's a great way to learn too. You don't have to wait until you feel like you're an industry expert in order to learn um, or in, in to, to serve the committees. You can join now and it's a great way to actually learn how to gain those skills and network with people that have, have been doing it for, for a long period of time. So if you're a young professional and you are involved in, in GATA, please, you know, start to, to volunteer, get involved with the committees and I, and I guarantee you that you will get something out of it. Allison, thank you so much for being with us today. Congratulations on your new role. We look forward to working with you. Put Weltcoa's manufacturing expertise to work for you. Weltcoa has been creating solutions in manufacturing gas-related products for over 50 years. Its team takes the time to understand your fill plant environment and design a solution that meets and often exceeds the objectives. When you choose Weltcoa, you can rest assured that you'll be investing in the most dependable, made-in-the-USA products on the market today. We're here to support you, Gata. Get more with Weltcoa today. At this year's convention, Bob and Lauren Ewing got to present this year's Gata Gives Back recipient, Alzheimer's San Diego, with a large check. The check on stage was for more than $150,000, but last-minute donations pushed that total closer to $180,000. Joining us today to discuss that generous donation is Alzheimer's San Diego President and CEO, Eugenia Welch. Eugenia, thank you so much for being with us today. Eugenia, can you tell us a little bit about what Alzheimer's San Diego is, what its mission is, and how you're giving back to the local San Diego community? Sure. Alzheimer's San Diego is a local nonprofit, um, so that 100% of every dollar raised stays here in San Diego County. And we focus on providing support and services to the nearly 100,000 people in San Diego County diagnosed with Alzheimer's or some form of dementia. So we have a team of social workers who can um, provide that support to someone who calls in and says, 
I was just diagnosed with dementia or my mother, father, spouse was just diagnosed, what do I do? Um, some people call us once. We never hear from them again. Some people call once a week as things progress and as time moves on, and that's what our social work team is there for. Um, we also provide community education, and that education could be for um, individuals who are concerned about memory loss or just want to learn about it, um, have it in their family. And we also provide professional education. We've been doing a lot of training with law enforcement recently, trying to teach law enforcement, uh, train law enforcement first responders how better to serve those in their community that are dealing with Alzheimer's or some form of memory loss. We provide a lot of social activities to give people an outlet, a place to go and have fun and not worry about how um, they might be seen if there are some unusual behaviors because everybody in the room is dealing with the same thing. Um, and we provide volunteer respite to people so that someone with dementia can have a companion come and visit with them for a few hours a week while their care partner gets some time to themselves. So those are just a few of the things that we do. Um, I could go on for a really long time about it, but those are sort of the highlights. Can you tell us about the Gotta Gives Back process? How did it come about? Yeah, the Gotta Gives Back program really came out of the blue. Um, I received an email from Natasha uh, asking to set up a time for Bob and Lauren to come in and meet with me. And we went back and forth a little bit, and she shared a little bit about uh, the program, and then set up a time for Bob and Lauren to come in. Um, I met with them on a rainy afternoon in February, um, unusual for San Diego, but they came in and we had a really nice visit, just talking about um, what they've dealt with in their family, sharing a little bit about my personal experience with Alzheimer's dementia, and um, talking about what we do here at Alzheimer's San Diego, and it was just so um, wonderful to hear about a big national group that takes the time to really investigate local organizations in the locations of where they're going to have their conferences. And um, I mean, Bob and Lauren are wonderful, and we're wonderful to visit with. You feel like you know them right away. Um, so, and obviously, they um, liked what they heard about Alzheimer's San Diego, and here we are. You alluded to this during your speech. Even once you'd been picked, you had no idea how much of a donation you would actually end up receiving. With the total now reaching close to $180,000 after late donations, what will that mean for the organization? Gosh, um, just hearing that number, I thought I heard it wrong. I thought, well, maybe it was 47 or something. You don't know. You know that you've been selected, but you have no idea what the actual amount is going to be. Um, and you make a guess, but you don't want to guess too high. You don't want to disappoint yourself, all those things. I never would have guessed this amount, and it was wonderful. But $157,000 um, really for Alzheimer's San Diego basically will fund us for an entire month almost. I mean, so that's a lot. Um, we are a small local organization. Uh, we like to say we're small but mighty. We, in 2021, served over 22,000 people, um, which is a lot considering the size of our office, but $157,000 um, is almost a full month of our operating costs. Unfortunately, everybody that's watching this will have their lives impacted in some way by Alzheimer's or dementia. You said during your speech that 
For every person diagnosed, there are additional two or three unpaid caregivers whose lives are also impacted. Do you have any advice for those caregivers or signs that they should be looking out for? Sure. I think one of the hardest things about this disease is that people can have very good days. Um, nobody wants to admit that they're having issues with their memory, and most people don't want to admit that someone close to them is having issues with their memory. And so you'll see signs that things aren't going well, but then somebody has a really good day, and you think, oh, okay, everything's fine. Um, my one piece of advice would be to reach out for help the first time you have a concern. Um, always much better to have someone say, no, this isn't Alzheimer's, then wait too long. There are types of dementia that are reversible. Um, medication can cause memory issues and dementia. Depression can cause memory issues. Um, dehydration, poor nutrition, and all of those things are, are reversible. So just going to see a general practitioner and getting that information could help you to really get back to, um, you know, a, a better uh, level of function. That being said, very often signs are signs of um, brain changes, but still you want to know about that sooner than later so you can plan for your own future. And there are things that can be done in the early stages of dementia to help slow down the progress. Unfortunately, there's no cure. There's nothing to stop it right now, but there are medications that can slow down the progression of the disease. The number one thing we hear from people who finally come to see us is that they wish they had done it sooner um, to get that support. Everyone thinks the behaviors that they're seeing and the issues they're dealing with, that they're the only one seeing those things. And I guarantee you, you're not. Um, there are some common behaviors that we're hearing about all the time. So reach out for assistance. Um, get the help and support that you need. And also, I personally am a big proponent of um, how do we know if we're having changes in our memory if we don't have a baseline. So when you go to your physician, start asking them maybe at 65 for a memory screening. Um, it's not something they're normally going to do, but if you ask for it, generally they'll do it for you. And then maybe you have a baseline in your file every two years and there are never problems, but if something does come up, the physician is going to see it sooner. So um, I just say reach out sooner than later. Eugenia, you're making an incredible impact in a lot of people's lives. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hobart Institute of Welding Technology offers an AWS certified welding supervisor prep for exam course. This course teaches distributors how to bring real value to their customers by assisting them to reduce weld metal volume, reduce rejects, rework, scrap, and much more. Check our website to see all courses or contact us today at 937-332-9500 for more information on enrollment requirements. Today's member news segment is brought to you by Anthony Welded Products. With carts, cradles, cages, and pallets, Anthony has a model that serves every purpose. We begin today with some sad news. Toll Company announced that Karen Rodning passed away on September 20th. Karen worked with Toll for more than 40 years. She will be missed by all who worked with her. In happier news, if you haven't already, there's still time to register for GAUDA's 2022 Professional Compliance Webinar. This live, in-person seminar will take place at Weldcoa, but will also be simulcast via GoToMeeting. The seminar runs from October 18th to the 20th. For more information, click the link in the description below. Maine Oxy transitioned to the next phase of its history with several new roles. Dan Guerin retired as president, but will remain on board. 
William Gentry has become the new president of Maine Oxy. Kelly Gentry will continue in her role as head of HR, while Jason Gentry will oversee the real estate group. Chris Campbell will continue in his role as CFO with additional responsibility and overall leadership. Larry Bates is retiring after 35 years as operation manager, with Wendy Rosado transitioning into that role. Lenny Hall is taking over responsibility for distribution. And finally, Lawrence Grant is taking over the engineering and bulk installation department with the retirement of George Lyon, who was with Mainoxy for more than 30 years. American Welding and Gas acquired the industrial gas assets of f and Mafco. Protective Industrial Products, Inc. welcomed Kurt Holtz as its new president. CO2 Meter officially moved into its new Ormond Beach, Florida location. GAUDA's annual industry analysis webinar with ITR Economics will take place on November 2nd. To register, click the link in the description below. Butler Gas named Jim Steffi as its new Vice President of Distribution and Specialty Gas. Cameron Welding Supply opened its new Los Angeles location. Finally, FIBA Technologies has invested $2 million in new CNC machinery to increase its manufacturing capacity in its Massachusetts vessel making plant. To learn more about any of these member news items, or to submit member news of your own, read the full October 15th Gauda Connection in your email inbox today or by clicking the link in the description below. Gauda Media is the go-to resource for news and information about the gases and welding industry. Through our wide variety of publication platforms, Gauda Media keeps our members up to date on all of the most breaking news, emerging trends, and member events in the industry. Want to get your company's message seen? We have a quarterly print publication, a twice-monthly newsletter, an online buyer's guide, and a twice-monthly news show. If it's happening at Gas and Welding, it's happening on Gauda Media. Want to learn more? Contact your Gauda Media representative today. And that's our show for this month. Thank you again for everybody who attended this year's convention in San Diego. If you weren't able to make it, we hope you'll be able to attend one of next year's events in Philadelphia or Hawaii, or make time for one of our five regional networking meetings. Face-to-face -face networking is one of the biggest member benefits that GAUTA offers, so make sure that you're taking full advantage. Be on the lookout for next week's annual convention recap connection, which will feature full photo galleries from the event. Until next time, for all of us here at GAUTA TV, this is Steve Guillermo signing off.